0: Why you self-sabotage and where self-destructive behavior comes from. So we have a goal, right? We pursue the goal and then we sabotage ourselves. Why? Why do we do this? Like you start a weight loss plan. You make great, great progress. You lose weight. You feel better. You look better. And then you sabotage yourself. Or an example outside of fitness is you get in a, for example, great relationship with a promising quality person, and then you sabotage the relationship after a while, right? Whether it's a few months or a few years. Or another example is you work hard in your business or career or even school, and then you self-sabotage your work, your efforts after a while, whatever it may be. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make it very clear to you what is really going on here, all right? Now, I wanna start off this video with a, analogy but a great analogy something that probably sounds very familiar to you so i'm sure you've done this when you were growing up as a child or even teenager um, or maybe i'm just uh, projecting let's let's find out but what you do is you walk up to your you go up to your sibling or friend or even relative and usually they are younger or at least smaller right and or smaller and what you do is i gotta watch out for mike You grab their forearm or you grab their wrist somewhere somewhere around here right and usually their hand is kind of loose because they don't know what to what to expect and then what you do is you grab their hand you grab their arm and you hit them in the face you hit them in in, in their own face with their own hand maybe a couple of times until they sort of resist right so you hit them in the face with their own hand and then what you say is why are you hitting yourself why are you hitting yourself? Now, if they are really young, they will look at you weird and like, how do you get it, you're, you're hitting me. But when they're getting older, they kind of understand and get the, get the joke. But that is what self-sabotage is in a, in a nutshell. You do not self-sabotage yourself. It is simply not true for reasons we will get into in a second. You sabotage on behalf of somebody else who wants you to sabotage yourself. Hmm, interesting. Now, that's a pretty big claim, so I'm gonna use this video, obviously, to sort of um, unpack what is really going on, give you some good insights, explain why this is the case, what you can do about it, and also an incredibly simple test to find out who it is in your environment that wants you to self-sabotage, that wants you to fail. All right, now, just to be clear, just to be clear, self-sabotage can mean different things to different people, right? So just to be clear on what I mean, Self-sabotage would be sabotaging, undoing, breaking down your efforts, right? So you work towards a goal and then you break it down. Obviously, I'm not talking about enjoying yourself here and there when it comes to the food example, right? We all recognize the difference between deviating from what you intended to eat every now and then and really self-sabotaging through by binge eating, right? I'm talking about, in the case of binge eating, being overweight, having a weight issue, a weight management issue, thinking, "Mm, I I shouldn't do this, I know this is bad for me, while, while you're eating, right, I shouldn't laugh. But you're having these thoughts while you're eating. And before really unpacking as to why somebody else wants you to self-sabotage, there's something else I want to mention that I think is important. So many years ago, a couple of years ago, many years ago, I heard an interesting perspective or argument, which was... You self-sabotage because you have set low standards for yourself and all you need to do, you see, is you need to raise your standards so that you will not tolerate these downs or dips in your life, which was, to be honest, helpful at the time because it's kind of practical. It gives you ownership over the problem, right? Like the only reason this happens is because you need to raise your standards. So it it kind of gives you something to do, something to aim for, and it's sort of, pulls you forward like a grappling hook or like the like Spider-Man in the movies, right? It pulls you forward with something to do, something to look forward to in the future. Like, oh, these are my new high standards moving forward. I'm excited about this, excited about the process. This is giving me hope. Let's, let's get after it. But I was not and am not satisfied with the perspective because it doesn't answer anything fundamental. Because here's the thing. If I self-sabotage because I have low standards well, why do I have low standards to begin with? See it doesn't it's kind it's kind of uh, circular. It is just like the post you see online about self-love, right? They say you don't feel good about yourself because you don't have enough self-love. The answer you see is self-love and it's like, yes, great. but then the next question, that inevitably will be raised is, well, why don't you have self-love to begin with, right? You see, it doesn't answer anything fundamental. These things, I call them more of a, um, they're more of a fortune cookie or hallmark card answer, right? So to really unpack what is really going on, really unpack what is really going on, we have to ask um, the right questions. And most of life is asking yourself the right questions which sounded kind of cheesy, but it's true. So once you have the right questions, the answers are pretty obvious and the course is clear. What you have to do becomes very clear. So as far as how do I stop self-sabotaging or addiction or any of these issues in your life, or overeating, um, things like this, you gotta ask the right question. questions. And the right question to ask in this case is, who benefits from you self-sabotaging? Because things don't happen for no reason right or as as they say in those um detective movies uh, or series um kibono right and this goes for everything in your life in terms of whatever so ask yourself who benefits from you overeating who benefits from you being overweight who benefits from you looking unattractive or even outside of um, weight and stuff who benefits from you not succeeding in your finances in your career or business who benefits from you um, from your marriage, not succeeding right, or even something completely different if you 're socially anxious, who does your social anxiety serve basically who 's going to be unhappy if you are happy because you don 't benefit right it doesn 't serve you and in terms of weight loss um, it doesn 't serve you that you 're overweight it doesn 't serve you that you 're unhealthy and your life expectancy is like twenty years lower or that you 're looking unattractive or any of these things, any of these things right it doesn 't serve you that you 're binge eating and also, we don't just wake up in the morning and, 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 and think or say, you know what, I have a great idea today, this morning. You know what would be excellent? Today is a great day to binge eat and undo all of the hard work that I put in so far. Or what if I, you know, what if I developed a really bad crippling social anxiety? That's gonna be fantastic. Of all the options that I have in my life, of all the things that I can do with my life, I'm gonna do that. Or if I fell in a really bad crowd and started using drugs, or what if I just hide in my room, you know, and do nothing with my life, or if I got really addicted to video games, weed, drinking, or anything else, right? Wouldn't that be wonderful? people don't wake up to do that, right? It is just not how we work from a basic evolutionary um, biological standpoint. So we don't just wake up in the morning and decide to do things that are obviously, obviously really bad for us, right? So this is sort of a big question you should ask yourself or I invite you to ask yourself, is that why am I doing things that are against my own interest, right? And so when you have a bad habit that is negative towards, negative towards you, then the only reason and the only reason you have this habit is because it is positive to somebody else, right? It hurts you, so why do you have it? Because it helps someone else, you understand, right? I'm getting repetitive. So when it comes to figuring out your bad habits, just figure out who do they serve? Who do the um, the bad habits serve? They're not serving you, so that is off the table, right? And you didn't just voluntarily decide it for, Some stupid reason to develop a habit that is negative towards your life. No, it serves somebody else. So figure out who it's serving and then figure out how it's serving them. And then what you simply do is stop being uh, being a slave. Stop being a slave to that which benefits others but harms you. Or simply ask yourself this question of um, do you let the bad people rob you of the good things in your life? Now, just to make it super easy for you, as I promised at the beginning of this video, how can you identify those who want you to self-sabotage, those who want you to fail rather than succeed? And that one is easy, it's that simple to find out. So if you want to know very easily who is invested in your failure, who wants you to self-sabotage, you do this um, this simple test. Then I've done this at multiple stages of my life. So the people who are in your life, what you do is you tell them something that you are enthusiastic about, all right? And you see what their response is. And then you see what your emotional response is. Your emotional response, very important. So for example, if you tell someone something that you are enthusiastic about, right? That you're passionate about, motivated about, um, inspired about, energized about, and you end up feeling more enthusiastic after telling them, then they're invested in your success and they will help you succeed, all right? Now. If you end up feeling less enthusiastic after telling them, then they are invested in your failure and sooner or later get you to self-sabotage. All right. That is the test. Nice and easy. Easy easy peasy. Nice and easy. All right. And by the way, when I say um, failure or sabotage, it's not like the person or persons want you to want to destroy you directly themselves. Right. Or even consciously. You know, like some maniac that is, um, slashing your, your tires or something, right? Not, nothing like this. There's many different ways that people can interfere with what it is that you want to do in your life. All right. Whether it is conscious or unconscious, it doesn't, doesn't matter. And the absolute worst form of sabotage, the absolute worst form of sabotage is, um, done through indifference. All right. Indifference. So what's going to happen is there's going to be this mute approach of, simply not participating right like when you talk to them about your passions about your enthusiasms they'll be like oh yeah that's good good for you you know (laughs) but they're not participating they're not showing interest they're not getting involved not whatever they can be silent they can be neutral and they can be um, disengaged whenever you talk about your passions your dreams your enthusiasms right and the indifference that is the worst one to keep to keep an eye on because it is so subtle and often goes unnoticed so what is next? What if you have found the people in your life who are invested in your failure, who want you to self-sabotage, um, basically that didn't pass this simple test? Well, the interesting thing is that when you gain this insight, then most of their power, it's a fascinating thing, most of their power is over you is already gone, all right? Simply by um, it being acknowledged by you, by getting to the, getting to the truth. Now, it's not all obviously, it's not like you do this simple test and then all of a sudden your problems in your life diminish or are disappear, but getting to the emotional truth is most of the heavy lifting, all right? And there's no other practical steps for now in this video, which I did on purpose because what I found is everybody always wants to jump over the knowledge to the action, right? For example, like when, when you get an insight of, um, well, here's why you might have a problem in your life, and here's an insight that might clarify things. Then a common response is, um, "Oh yeah, great, that totally makes sense, but what do I do about it now?" Right? People want to people want to jump over the knowledge and the over the knowledge and the emotions to the action, but you got to really process the the feelings. So just sit on the knowledge for a while, let it um, what's it called, marinate or something and ask yourself this question again. Do you wanna be a slave to something that benefits others but harms you? That's all I wanna share. So as always, shoot me a message. I'm really curious what your thoughts are after seeing this video. It's kind of a new topic. So I would love to chat about this subject. Perhaps I have some additional insights that can be helpful to you and your specific situation, or maybe you have some um, objections or concerns about this video. I welcome those as well. So thank you for watching and I will see you in the next video.